here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Calling all guitar players, piano players, all of you musicians out there, or even if you are not a musician, are you dealing with chronic pain? Have you had a problem playing guitar, playing piano, because of your shoulder, because of your wrists, or your forearms, or your neck, or your back, lugging equipment? Chronic pain can be relieved, and I've had personal experience with this. And my next guest today is a very special young man. Um, I got to know him because he healed not one shoulder, but both shoulders and forearm without surgery. His name is Dr. Christopher Stepien, and he is the uh, author, owner, founder of Barefoot Rehab. Located in Denville, New Jersey, Dr. Chris and his entire staff are dedicated to the healthy body that is yours. And um, they do things that no regular doctor knows how to do. So they're specialists in treating your pain and eliminating it from your life. So Dr. Chris has now become my favorite go-to guy to relieve my pain, keep me musical, and has become a dear friend along the way. So you better strap up your seatbelts, because today we're taking a ride with Barefoot Rehab and Dr. Christopher Stepien on the Dharmic Evolution. Dr. Christopher Stepien, welcome to the Dharmic Evolution. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's an it's an honor to have you here. The guy who kicked it all off, my very, very first guest over three years ago, you were on the show. And now look how far you have come, my friend. <laughs> look how far we both have come. Time yeah. changes things. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so I wanted to start with... Um, you know, for po- folks who are wondering why I have a, um, a, I will call you a healer because uh, that encompasses all that you are. And um, I just have so much respect for people who do what you do in, in that realm, whether it's nurses or doctors or people who have that special gift that are called to heal others. It's a very special calling and, uh, and I just so admire it. And for, for those of you who are tuning in to say, why is this, this man on this healer who, who Dr. Chris is, a, he's, I'm going to let him tell you what he is, but he healed both of my shoulders without surgery. And I am now playing guitar pain-free for the first time in literally years. So um, Chris, why don't you start by telling us first and foremost, how did you get the calling to be before we go into all the different things you do, because there are a lot, um, how did you get called to be in this space now? Like, what was the genesis that sparked the whole interest to be um, a, a caring chiropractor, a ART guy, like all the things you do? And uh, what was it that, that kicked it off? Uh, yeah, I've I've suffered. Um I mean, when you really sincerely struggle with something in life that takes an emotional toll, whether that's sadness or anger or jealousy or depression or suicidal ideation, what choice do you have when you rise above it but to be able to observe where other people are struggling in similar ways and then want to help them along their path. So I think that since I've sincerely struggled since I was a child and I've, as a child, I realized that I wanted to be, I wanted to help. I wanted to be a helper, whether that was animals or people that caused me to pursue seeking out different types of ways that I could be of service to animals around me, people around me, the earth underneath my feet, whatever that might be. And and hence your company became Barefoot Rehab. <laughs> the earth under your feet. Yeah, man. The 
it's I it's easy for us in this society with all of this like technology and social media and big ass shit going on to be really fascinated and carried away around what human beings can develop and going into outer space and uh, artificial intelligence we're creating. But I look at all of it and I'm thinking there's something to, to nature. There's something to the way that the trees ruffle in the wind. There's something to the way that hawks soar in the sky. There's something to the changes of the seasons that speaks to me in a much more deeper way than all of this technology. So being natural, being barefoot, there, there's a, a deeper thread of healing that is available to us when we're struggling or suffering in some way, whether that's physical suffering, emotional suffering, spiritual suffering. And, and I've found that for the most part, nature's healing seems to offer greater fruits than the fruits of technology. So that's where Barefoot Rehab came from. You know, it's very, um, this is very enlightening for me because um, you and I have never gotten deep into the weeds on this subject, but we both have kind of had some parallel um, paths in our in our journey in this life because I struggled with depression, um, you know, as a, as a much younger man, I'm much, much better now. Um, because I also developed, you know, tools and ways and methods and, and means to, to, to try to get past this. As a matter of fact, I just put out a little ebook, De- Depression Fighters Manual. So people wow. can, yeah, people can put it in their phone. And it's just seven actionable tips, one for each day of the week that they can go to and say, okay. And these are tried and true methods. They're, they're diet, exercise, they're spirituality, they're nature. It's all the things that you're, you're touching on now. But, awesome. but I know that it's like kind of a rampant problem. And I see it a lot in artistic people, which I consider you to be artistic, even though you know, you're not in the arts, but you're, you're in the healing arts. You, you know, you are an artist. Um, yeah. Whether you like it or not, <laughs> I know. I and, know. And it's it's kind of like um, I'm running a test right now, and I put it into two camps, and it's really very very revealing because I did an A B test out on Facebook. It's only been out two weeks, and at one camp was all musicians, and the other camp with people who suffer from depression. And it was you know we we did the best we could to to try to figure out the two different groups. And the musicians are crushing it in, in terms of more people gravitating towards this book. So there's something about the artistic community that has this common thread that I'm just discovering myself that um, a lot of people have had this and they use music as, as a healer. And mu- yeah. music is very healing. Yeah, I mean, we live in a society that's all about doing, achieving, making money, uh, reaching for goals. It's very masculine. Right. And to me, art is more of a, a feminine beauty expression type thing. And while our society does enjoy music and art and pictures and books, it's it's not what our schools are training us to do i mean we do have our class when we're in school but it's like our parents say because they're scared about us being an adult and being able to take care of us you have to get good grades what's the the college you're going to go to what are you going to study and so i think it's hard for i'm not an artist like that per se but i understand that artists that want to feel and express and be about beauty, how it can be a struggle and how that could go into these emotional places that our society does not help people with. Yeah. I think the Europeans are a lot more, um, they're much kinder to the artistic community than the American society for some reason. It's like we just kind of like, we don't take it seriously here at all. It's just kind of like, oh, you're going to do that. And, you know, they, they equate it to, oh, well, you're, you don't make any money because it's streaming and everybody gives their music away. But you know you have to fight for um, for your right to sing, if you will. You have to figure out your path, and uh, it's a very very difficult thing to do. And that's kind of what I've been called to do is to try to help others on their journey to figure out how they can have a sustainable um, life, you know, a, a decent life, and and still uh, continue to contribute to the artistic community. 
Um, but I, you know, it's kind of it's kind of like um, you know, w- looking at the depression thing out there, and you suffered with that, so you started to heal people as a as a way of so so. This is why I say we're kind of like in the same realm here. It's like we're both trying to fix what we see out there is broken and that brokenness is sometimes in us and that's why we do it you know (laughs) so so when you started getting into it um i know you played rugby um you suffered from depression you had a tough time like growing up i I think because you're a product of divorce right yeah Yeah. i mean that's kind of the superficial level of it is when my parents got divorced when i was nine i took uh, that on with enormous guilt and shame and um, blame myself. And then I was really upset living with my mom for 11 months and kicked and screamed for 11 months before she let me move in with my father because I was having nightmares that my dad was going to die. But having done more recent spiritual work, I've, I've kind of on, I've kind of, I've discovered that there was this form of, a lack of emotional holding from my childhood that I never really learned how to express emotionally who I am, but also express who I am as an identity that ended up having an enormous cost. So me trying to keep up with society and get these good grades and dress a certain way and speak a certain way and not being able to do what I wanted to do seemed to be where I wanted to kill myself from a very early age, probably when I was 11 or 12. And I look at that now and I'm like, yeah, this is a person who's not allowed to be the way that nature or mother earth or God intended him to be. And he tried to leave because he's like, fuck it. He has no choice. So he's going to leave. And a lot of my joy now has come from a place of Chris, who are you? Who are you as a, human being and express that and do not compromise that no matter the cost right so the divorce is like the superficial level and then it goes deeper into why i suffered that way right well that that happens a a lot i know especially you know depending on the age too it's like it seems like a, a child or young young kid will always blame themselves for the failure you know, and they, and, and it's just kind of an instinctive thing. You just, you just go there. Um, but yeah. on your path to, to healing, um, which is, which is a, a continuing journey for, for us all, I guess, you know, you never stop trying to heal and trying to make Tuesday much better than Monday and, you know, February much better than January. We can, we continue to perpetuate that throughout our lives to try to get better, um, where was it that you felt the first sense of joy as a healer and, and what were you doing? Like something clicked in you that said, oh, this is, this is right for me. Yeah. Yeah. The, there are probably two pieces to that. The first piece of that is when I started getting really good at the soft tissue or adhesion work. So when I realized that there was a huge opportunity to get people who have had pain more than six months, I've seen at least three other doctors without permanent relief. And I realized that I could get those people, they could get treated one time or three times and be like, Chris, I've had this pain for three years and I'm 30% better. I'm 50% better. I was like, oh, this is from a very capitalistic perspective a great opportunity because i get to serve a need that isn't being served very well right so that was the first level that i saw i could deliver value to society in that way can you explain that can i stop you for a minute can you explain to people who don't who have never heard of of art or adhesion and like exactly what you do what is that yeah, so the main thing that I do is called manual adhesion release. It's a it's a development of active release technique. But it's manual, use my hands or an instrument, adhesion. That's the pathology or problem we remove, release. So it's similar to myofascial work, but it's way more precise. It's two or three minutes of treatment. And in that two or three minutes of treatment, people can get sustainably better in one to five treatments, permanent pain relief. So there's this stuff that kind of acts like glue in the muscles, this adhesion, and it causes muscles to be tight or weak. So for artists or musicians who are James Kevin is using his hands all the time and his fingers to pluck the strings. And when you do those small, tiny little motions, 
the muscles will eventually fatigue and the body puts down this glue or adhesion to protect itself and splint itself. And that works when we're 10, 20, 30 years old. But when we turn 30, 40, 50, 60, it starts to snowball. Like the glue literally gets thicker. And so someone like me can come and say, oh, the adhesion's right here. Let's remove it. And then you'll immediately be more flexible and you can immediately contract your fingers and your hands again. And by the way, folks, it, it, it's painful, but it's worth it. <laughs> it's not it's not unbearable. It's it's like you got to toughen up. But uh, but mm-hmm. I can personally say that I had not one but two shoulders that were so bad. And the one got to be so bad, as you know, it, it went into my arm and my forearm. And for guitar players, you know, that that is just murder to try to to pr- try to play it all. But um, I can't thank you enough, uh, Chris, for healing me. And uh, continuing to heal this Tin Man every time I come in with something new, you know. <laughs> I'm just I'm just holding space for James Kevin, and James Kevin is healing himself. But <laughs> I, I appreciate the kind words. Yeah. So so you were I I stopped you from your second part. So the so the first part was when you realized you were you were able to do this, and it was like wow, I the people are going to pay me for this, and I know what I'm doing, and I'm I'm making a difference. So so what was is the second part of that? Yeah. The the second part of it is, and I've been rolling this around in my head as far as how to best approach this or perceive this. We hug people at our office. I know. Very, <laughs> we hug you a million times when you're in the office. Yes. <laughs> and um, it's common for people to come into our office, start speaking to myself or one of our admins or one of our other doctors and start crying or to... Um, They'll come in and their mind will be all jittery and those shoulders will be shrugged and then they'll just take breaths and their shoulders will start dropping. So something that I'm, I'm playing around with is this power in looking in another human being's eyes and letting them know that I see them and that it's safe here, that they can be whoever they need to be here, that they don't have to put on a mask, a front. We don't have to talk about the weather. We can talk about deep, deep shit here. I mean, it's really funny with my email list, um, about three or four times I've posted either a naked picture of myself or I've mooned the camera and put it on our Instagram or Facebook. And then the next, I'll immediately have like 50 people unfollow me, but then I'll have five or 10 patients come in the next day. And then they'll be like, yo, I saw your ass on Instagram or Facebook. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Isn't that funny? And they'll be like, I know what you're doing. Because they'll read the caption and they'll read how I'm using this really silly gesture to filter out people who are triggered by me in order to, for me to have a conversation with them about humanity and being vulnerable and expressing ourselves in a way that allows us, a Rumi said, if you're not naked, go back to sleep. So I have this philosophy that we need to be naked. We need to be like our little kids who are running around. They're playing with their penis or their vagina. Their parents aren't punishing them for that, but we do that to each other as adults. And so I'm fascinated by this human aspect to healing. And I w- we were getting good results when we were just removing adhesion. But since we've really been exploring the, the depths of humanity by really looking at people in their eyes, feeling them, being super present with them, allowing them to express whatever they want to express, sadness, guilt, jealousy, anger. It's taking on this whole other, this way deeper flow or thread of something that's happening to go to a really emotional place that allows the reduction of physical pain translate to what they actually want in their everyday lives, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, I agree with with what you're saying, especially when it comes to people um, on their path. They feel like they have to be so buttoned up. And it's like, like, for instance, the naked thing. I get that because I love being naked. You know, <laughs> it, 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 you know, I'm 60. I just turned 64. And, and it's like people say about skinny dipping. And um, it's like, oh yeah, I remember doing that in my twenties, and that was. I go every year. I never, <laughs> I never miss. Yeah. It's like, it's like I'm not taking that out of my wheelhouse, man. I love that, you know. <laughs> so what do you it's, love about it? What do you feel? 
it's just the it's just the freedom and it was funny because uh some of the some of the guys i go camping with and uh there's a whole group of us go and we go up in the wilds in the adirondacks and at first they're looking at me and i go you know where it's there's all kinds of privacy up there it's like you're in the middle of you know and we're island camping so um i go you kidding you come out you take off your bathing suit you got a nice dry bathing suit and you, you lay on the rocks like a seal and and air dry and sun dry and uh, it's just, it just feels like completely so natural and free, you know, it's just has a, has a fabulous feeling, you know, and uh, there's nothing like it. It's like, like you said, it's nature. It's like, that's what we're meant to do. That's a big, big clumsy bathing suit on, you know, <laughs> it's like. Yeah. So. Our, 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 my one-year-old son, Bear, Katie said to me a day or two ago, he hates wearing diapers. I'm like, what do you expect? He's yeah. a human being baby and we're not putting any judgment on him. Like this is who we are. Right, right. <laughs> so how is it being a father, man? It's been he's a year, right? Year and a half, is he? He's a, he, he was born Memorial Day last year, so he's thirteen months or so. Okay. It, it's we get I get to observe this being be born without any of society's preconceived notions. Right. And blossom into a being that's learning and looking at things so i get to look at things through a child's eyes and i'm like oh yeah it makes sense that he's doing that because he hasn't been taught to do a b or c or d so he gets to just do things in a very exploratory way without me saying don't do that or you're gonna be hurt or you should be scared of that it's yeah. like we keep him from you know killing himself but we let him hurt himself a little bit and that's really beautiful for him to be conscious and aware as he's doing that. So you're allowing him to be pure, which right? is which is pretty phenomenal and unusual. Yeah, in, it's so in today's sad. world, I know it is. It is. It's hey, t let me let me ask you. Let's go back to um to your your trade, your craft, your chosen yeah. profession, just for a, a couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, can you tell me about a time where you had um maybe a cl a client, a patient, come in and they were really struggling. They were on the fence about this. They didn't really know. And that you thought you were going to lose them. And then, you know, as, as far as to attrition or just they, they're just going to throw the towel in on it or whatever. And then something happened where it just, it all flipped around and they became like actual, you know, cheerleaders of, of what you do for a living. And yeah, sure. Okay. We at, at Barefoot Rehab, we have a five visit rule. So that what that means is that in five visits or less, I expect some level of permanent relief, no matter how many years somebody's been in pain. And most of the time that five visit rule is justified. So if I'm not getting somebody relief in five visits or less, I'm like, this is not going to work. So we're going to stop treating you. The adhesion is not relevant and we need to find somebody else to help you. But there was this one woman who I've been seeing for about two years. I just saw her today. And we got to five visits in and I said, you're done. And she's like, no, I'm not. I, I need a few more weeks. And I was like, I really don't think this is a good idea. And she said it is. <laughs> and so I treated her a few more weeks and then about three or four more visits in. So visit eight or visit nine. She's like, Chris, I'm 40% better. And I haven't felt this good in however many years. She's, she's about 30 or 31. She has some autoimmune conditions as well. And so I, that that's not the majority that's the minority but that's somebody who was gonna throw in the towel mainly because i was gonna throw in the towel and she convinced me to keep treating her and since then she's lost like 50 pounds of weight she's revamping her diet she's pursuing her emotional and spiritual health at the same time so she's just somebody who was like i'm so focused on this vision I have of myself of being healthy and pain-free that she didn't let me stop her which I really respect that's amazing how much does the psychological and emotional part of this um, play into what you do I mean somebody's headspace and where they are and their belief systems um, that has to have some kind of impact in, in what's going on when you're treating them no yeah, there are nuances to it. For the most part, we can help get people permanent pain relief without the emotional aspect. The emotional aspect is big, big, especially in the beginning, because a lot of people, if you've been to three doctors without any relief, you're starting to lose hope and you're starting to get scared. So us being able, uh, as our, uh, the doctors and our staff, to be able to communicate to them to say, 
look, all of our patients have been three other doctors without relief. A lot of us are scared. Um, we're frustrated. We're pissed off at the healthcare system, all of it. And to be able to help hold their hand in that emotional process, that's part of the initial part. So how do we talk through it almost the way a therapist would to get to show them that they can trust us and that we're going to be honest with them. And then the second part, which I think is more to what you're speaking to is the fact that maybe I'm just living my normal everyday life and I'm filling a cup of water at the sink and I have a thought that makes me angry and that anger ends up being transmuted into physical pain. So right. that's something that I'm continuing to learn about and something that I'm learning to bring people's attention to whether through mindfulness or or um being present or a stream of consciousness journaling um, morning pages to help them see their association or their connection with when i get angry because i'm not truly expressing this emotion a certain way my body takes that and makes me have neck pain or head pain so that's a that's a deep rabbit hole that i think that i and other doctors and around society will continue to to learn about and discover can you tell me about um and i'll tell you the reason i'm going to ask this first is as you know a few weeks ago i was scheduled to come in and just have kind of a tune-up on my shoulder my shoulder's feeling so good but meanwhile i did something to my lower back and i'm going i need a chiropractor and i actually was going to go to somebody it was a whole big mess and i couldn't get to you and then i forgot about you and i said I'm just going to horse trade. I'm not even telling them. I'm just going to go in there and say, so I said to you, how about a shoulder for a back? You know, we trade. And you did not do the traditional chiropractic thing, which I was so glad because when I went, you discovered that I had like some kind of disc issue that we're working on and, and is, is getting better. And uh, I so appreciated, you know, you got up after you finished doing what you did and said, we only got a single today. And I, and I said, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. So can you describe, like, what, for people out there, what you did as far as most, any other chiropractor I would have went to would have just put me down on the table and started going ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. So can you just give a description of this? Because I thought it was very, very poignant and very fascinating that you're able to do all of these different things. I mean, what a toolbox. So, so tell everybody about my back and use that as an example. Yeah, so... Um, generally people pay a lot of money for our care. So up front, they will pay two to $4,000 usually up front if they don't have out of network insurance benefits for our care. And we haven't had one negative review on any Google, Facebook, YouTube, which I look at as I'm, I'm super proud of. And how do we do that? Um, because we don't fix everybody. So part of how that happens is by diagnosing people correctly. When we diagnose somebody during the exam, we say, these, these are your list of problems. Problem one, problem two, problem three. Problem one is 50% of your pain. Problem two is 30% of your pain. Problem three is 20% is of your pain. That adds up to 100%. I can only treat problem two, which is 30% of your pain. So you should expect 30% permanent pain relief from doing this. These other two problems, you can, you can go after your, in, your systemic inflammation through an, an autoimmune diet or an anti-inflammatory diet. I'm not saying that James Kevin has this. I'm just making up a, a scenario. Right. And this other problem is a degenerated disc. So that doesn't mean that the disc, you're going to be stuck with it for the rest of your life and be in 8 out of 10 pain every day. But it just means that if you don't respect the degeneration or the aging in your disc every day, is going to continue to inflame more and more as the years go on. And then you're going to be 70 or 80, like most of our parents or grandparents are. And you're going to be dragging your slippers across the ground and be just hating life and miserable. So part of our teaching is this is the reality of your body right now. There's the, the degenerated joint, the aging, there's adhesion, which is fixable. There's your diet, there's weakness, there's the emotional part and address each part of this the way that you would if you were building a house. So if your problem is a nail, you go get a hammer. If your problem is a screw, you go get a screwdriver. If your problem is a nut, you get a wrench. If your problem is concrete at the bottom of your foundation that is not fixable at all, which is what a degenerated joint is, then just respect it and move around it. 
So when I said that we hit a single, it's because you only had a little bit of adhesion. Um, we didn't. Ideally, I'm hitting home runs. You have a ton of adhesion and make a huge change. So that's just us being honest with what somebody's body has and what type of help we can give them through the adhesion release work. Right. Fabulous. I feel fantastic, man. I'm coming back for a double and then it's then a home run, of course. And then we get the grand slam and I'm, you know, <laughs> we can do the whole thing. <laughs> That's because you take good, such good care of yourself, James Kevin. Well, I, you know, I'm a big, you know, I, I appreciate you. What you do is you, you not only, um, uh, heal people, but you teach people how to use their bodies, how to move their bodies. And you gave me a couple of tips which I still use in every yoga workout when I tune up about, you know, how to do something with your knee and get on the floor. And it's like an almost like a, a pre-warm-up and it helps the ligaments and everything. So that's something that is very unusual um, uh, from my experience. I haven't seen um, healthcare professionals do too much coaching and counseling in addition to healing. And I think it's so critically important how to move your body, how to protect your body, what kind of exercises to do. And, uh, you know, the diet, of course, and, you know, what you eat and all that, that's incumbent upon ourselves. But to, to share those kind of um, experiences with your patients, it's just invaluable. Yeah. I, a few weeks ago, I had a low back pain patient who wasn't responding to the adhesion release. So I was like, let's go outside. So my clinical assistant, myself and him walked out the door and my admin at the front desk was like, field trip? And I was like, yep. And we literally walked into the parking lot in Denville and I said, get in your car. And he got in and he's sitting like Frankenstein, like perfectly straight upright. And I was like, stop doing that. And so <laughs> I moved his seat back. I moved his chair a little bit away from the, the steering pedal. And I was like, you need to sit like this from now on. You're in here two to three hours a day. That's not working for you. This is going to take stress off your spine. And then we went back outside and he paid us for the treatment. And then since then, he's been 20, 30% better from that alone. So I look at that like whatever is necessary to help people understand what they have to do to address their problem is necessary. And sometimes I'll go to relative extremes to to communicate a point. Um, but it's like whatever a patient needs in order to get the goal that they're pursuing is what I and our staff has to do, like has to do. Right. Well, it's, it's like I said, it's invaluable because people don't know that they just, we're unconscious to like, we get in these habits and we don't know that we're supposed to move our body a certain way and put it in a different position so that it's, you're, you're, you're not punishing it all day long, unconsciously punishing it, you know? Yeah, and a lot of this is unconscious. So yeah. it's, it's all a learning process for all of us. Hey, tell me about chiropractic. Like, how did you, was this the first, I, I'm, and correct me if I'm wrong, I thought that was the first um, field of healing that you got into. Is sure. that correct? So how did, how did that go? How did you get connected to that? And then what made you open your eyes to other methods to, you know, as yeah. ancillary ways of developing your craft and your, and your yeah. tools. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, when I was little, my parents always went to see chiropractors and I watched my parents feel good leaving chiropractic offices. So as a literal kid, I associated chiropractors with making my parents feel good. And then when I was depressed in high school, I got really into football. I was obsessed with it. And I said to myself, I, I'm not tall enough or fast enough to be in the NFL, which is what I really would have wanted to do. So I said, you know what, if I can be a chiropractor and work with the New York Giants, that would be my dream come true. So when I couldn't play football anymore after my senior year in college, I applied to chiropractic school and got in and, and said, chiropractic is my goal to work with professional football players. So it was all about me wanting to help people with natural forms. I never liked medicine. So that's where... I wanted to go and to become a chiropractor. The problem is, is that the football and rugby added up. And then by the time I went to chiropractic school, I was 22 and I had enough injuries that adjustments weren't helping me. And so that's when I was in chiropractic school and I said, oh shit, I'm about to do something that's not helping me. So how am I going to help other people with it? And then that's where I was desperately looking for another way to help people. And then where, thank God, I met my mentor, Dr. Brady of Integrative Diagnosis, who taught me about adhesions. So your first encounter with Dr. Brady, was that you showing up as a patient or was, or you? No, 
I got lucky and it was lunchtime at New York Chiropractic College and this guy named Dr. Brady was speaking about this adhesion stuff. And I was like, uh, I was, I was pursuing anything. I was shadowing all these doctors. I was learning about traditional chiropractic, straight chiropractic philosophy, chiropractic, only adjusting joints and healing everything, healing cancer with adjustments. I was studying all of it. I did a fire walk. I burnt my feet. Um, and so I just got lucky. I saw this guy speak and Dr. Brady said something that was different than all my chiropractic teachers. My chiropractic teachers were saying, who can you help with chiropractic adjustments? Everybody. And because they weren't helping me, I was like, it's not, it's not clicking. Right. It's not clicking. Yeah. And so Dr. Brady was like, you can't help most people with chiropractic adjustments, but you can help some people with chronic pain more than anybody else is. And I was listening. I was right. like, this guy is saying something that rings as true. Like my heart was vibrating. And so I was like, teach me. And then that's when that whole path just flourished. You know, you, that, that's, you know, you put out something, I think is in one of your blogs recently. And you stated, I think you had spent like, it was like in excess of $30,000 on your continuing education over the last year, which, which I think is fabulous. Yeah, and in 2018 alone, we spent exactly $49,800 or something on my own continuing education. So a lot of people look at that and like, what are you doing? You, got, you already have a degree and you're helping people. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Um, we need to help more people in chronic pain than anybody else is. And it requires an, an extreme level of skill and technique. And so this year, as we've, I don't know how much we've spent this year, um, our two new doctors have been training in Chicago and Boston. So it's what's necessary to help people in chronic pain. And to be honest, for myself or for like my loved ones and family members, I don't want them seeing somebody who doesn't spend that much money on their continuing education. Right. I want them going to the best possible person they can see. It's their body. It's their health. So who am I not to spend that much money and to help the people who need our help in the office? Now, you, so your business has grown, um, you know, tremendously. I mean, I mean, I started going to you, uh, I, it was a few years ago, and uh, it was a humble beginning, you know, like, like all of our journeys are. And uh, what you've done with the business is just fabulous. It's just fantastic. So um, now you have... Before I ask about your staff, and, and I wanted to ask just about, you know, how the operation runs and everything, um, how do you deal with getting beat up? Because you have to exert a tremendous amount of physical strength, which is which I know is like, is like, you know, being a boxing trainer, you sit there with the pads and you get hit all day long, and that just destroys the person. So there's got to be some kind of um, erosion effect that's happening to you physically, how do you deal with it and how do you manage your time on patients? Yeah, sure. So I, I think the answer to the question leads into what your next question is going to be. But um, three years ago, my hands, I was seeing about three quarters of the patients I'm seeing now and my hands were falling apart. I wasn't in pain, but I would just be treating somebody with my hands and they would just like stop working. It would go weak. It would just go limp. And in my head, I'm thinking, what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry for keep cursing. I don't know if I'm allowed to That's, do that. It's your show. <laughs> okay. Um, I was like, what the heck? My, I, my hands can't work. This is how I help people. This is how I make income. This is whatever. So I went to my mentor, Dr. Brady in Boston. And I was like, Dr. Brady, Bill, um, my hands are screwed. And he listened to this whole story. I remember I was just going into, I was like, I'm scared of Katie and I are about to have a baby. I'm not going to be able to hold my baby because both my hands are giving out. I can't play guitar. My fingers can't pluck the strings. And he was nodding and he was listening. He's like, so what are you going to do? And I said, I, I don't, I think I need treatment, but I don't know how to make that work. And he's like, yep, here's what you're going to do. You need to come here at least once a month driver fly up to Boston. I hate driving, by the way. I hate flying. I hate traveling. He's like, you need to get up here at least once a month. You're going to pay me $400 of treatment because that's how much my, my technique and my skill is work, worth. And that's the only option you have. And I remember I left his office and I was like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I don't want to drive. I don't want to fly. I don't want to pay him $400 of treatment. That's going to add up to like $5,800 a year. And then my hands got worse. 
and I was seeing local doctors and therapists. I was trying to treat myself. It wasn't working. So eventually I did it. And now here I am treating another 33% of the patients and our practice has gotten better and I've just sucked up driving or flying up there and I'm better. So that's what I used to do. Right. And I still do that a little bit, but now we have, um, so now we're hiring body region adhesion specialists. So I do the full body, which was really hard to get to where I am 10 or 12 years of this. Um, Dr. Joe is New Jersey's first and only soft tissue neck specialist. So he's the only specialist certified to treat adhesion who treats necks and upper backs. Wait, isn't it handsome, Dr. Joe? You know he's handsome. It is handsome, Dr. Joe. <laughs> he loves when I call him that, too. <laughs> I first time I came in, I heard that. I laughed my head off. That was really good. <laughs> so yeah. so you're getting some relief, at least, um, that where you're splitting it up to, to have, like, specialty, um, you know, um, parcels of the business that, that can kind of serve better and, pr and protect you at the same time. Yeah, so handsome Dr. Joe's been treating my neck since February. Dr. Nina is New Jersey's first and only soft tissue arm specialist. So just today, she treated my arms for half an hour. They feel better than they've ever felt in the past month. Wow. We have the first leg specialist coming on in three weeks, and then we have a low back and hip specialist coming on in November. So by December, we'll have a team kind of like surgeons. You know, surgeons don't generalize anymore. They specialize. I only treat discs in the neck. I only treat low backs. I only treat knee replacements. Right. So that doesn't exist in the soft tissue conservative care world right. until now. So we're developing this premier pain clinic vision where – um, in, a, in a few months, Dr. Joe will be better at treating necks than I will be because he does it all day. I've been doing it for 10 years, but I'm watering down my skill set with the entire body. Yeah. So I eventually want to phase myself out because I'll be a generalist and then I'll just be able to help these doctors master treating people with neck problems region problems and um it's what patients deserve yeah it's what patients deserve do you see yourself um over the next like couple years being more of a coach mentor teacher and uh you know implement <laughs> implementing that exact strategy I'm, I'm i'm not saying you're not going to ever touch any patients but don't you feel like you could be more effective at doing doing it that way um like making barehood foot rehab like able to, to serve more people yeah, with your vision? I love that question. And I have answered that question many times. And so when you're depressed and you're suicidal, getting out of bed in the morning is almost impossible. Right. And so the question that I use to get out of bed is what is worth getting out of bed for? So adjusting somebody's spine because there are however many thousands of chiropractors in New Jersey never got me out of bed. Right. I was like, why bother adjusting somebody when there are 20 other doctors in Denville, 50 other doctors in Denville? So my point is, is that from a very high level, what I want to do is I want to serve the way that only I can serve. And that probably will mean not necessarily treating patients, but potentially um, marketing what we're doing. So if I know the, our marketing message better than anybody is, and if I can coach somebody to say, you need our care better than anyone else will, I'll do that. But the other thing that I'm exploring that I've talked to you a little bit about is, um, this healing around depression and suffering is right. I'm, I mean, in our society to this day, there are still more and more people who are depressed and committing suicide than ever before. And, up to now, conventional mental health care has been failing people. So I'm fascinated by these other forms of healing that is yet to be serving people. And if that's my number one reason to get out of bed, more so than adhesion will be, because I'll have these other doctors who are now filling this role for me and I'm not as good as them anymore, then I'm going to want to do that. So it's w wherever my need is. Do you see, um, and, and number one need to get out of bed is just, just call bear, let him come in naked and, you're, right. you're, and then you're up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When you, um, when you look out on the horizon, um, do you have a, have you forecasted a plan 
like like where barefoot rehab is going to be in five years are you still just following your heart as to say where this is going or, or do you have kind of a grand master plan like to roll this yeah. out as big as you can well i know with a hundred percent certainty that in in a couple of years two years barefoot rehab will be known as the premier pain clinic in the new jersey or tri-state area and that's simply because of our focus and simply because how we're training ourselves as doctors with our technique with our skill set in order to fix people with chronic pain who have had pain more than six months and seen at least three other doctors so I would put all the money in my bank account. I don't want to say I would put Bear's life on it, but I'm extremely confident and knowing of where we're going as far as serving people in pain. So we're going to be treating tens of thousands of people. Um, at this time, we have three students who are undergrad who are shadowing us and said, I've never seen this before, who are ready to come on. I just had a text message from a student at New York Chiropractic College that's been wanting to come on. And he said he has two other friends who want to come on to do what we're doing. So we're developing this funnel of students and potential doctors who want to learn what we're doing because they see the value that we're offering people who have had no other answer to their chronic pain. So um, it's as the premier pain clinic serving tens of thousands of people who haven't had answers. That's the, the short of it. Right. You know, I got to hand it to you. The um, I, I love what you've done with the business and just, you know, my own personal experience as as being a uh, recipient of such great health care. I mean, just like I had no idea about, about ART or anything. The reason I found out about you was um, I'm trying to remember who it was. She's a, she's a, um, a boxer and she did uh, competitive uh, weightlifting, you know, and um, she said to me, and after a training session, she said, oh, I had rotocuff and this guy healed me. This young guy got to go see Dr. Chris. I said, who is this guy? Because <laughs> I was suffering and I had no clue what she was talking about. But I said, I got to go investigate this. I think it's just fabulous, man. I just I can't thank you enough for what you've done for me personally. And um, and by the way, folks, you got to tune in to, and I'm going to put all of your links in the show notes, uh, Chris, with um, Instagram and all the things you're doing, your videos to demonstrate to people um, are just fabulous. You know, great job on the videos. So, um, so listen, we're, we're, we've gotten to the end here. We could go, we could go another hour or two and then start pulling the guitars out and, and do, do a little <laughs> jamming. <laughs> But um, just in wrapping up, um, is there anything you would like to cap it off with as far as imparting any kind of wisdom out there to people who have tuned in? And this is new to them. Um, the whole thing we discussed, adhesion, ART, the chiropractic. Some people have never experienced any of this. Um, anything you want to shout out and just mention on the way out? Yeah, I... The longer your pain is present, the more likely you have adhesion. So most people who have pain one week still have adhesion. We just use the six, six month mark because most people don't believe it. Or if somebody hasn't seen at least three doctors, have seen no doctors, they don't believe that adhesion. They, they wanna go see a regular chiropractor, physical therapist, take oral steroids, get cortisone shots. So if you're banging your head against the wall, if you're a musician, an artist, Anything you do in your musculoskeletal system with your head, your neck, your back, your shoulders, your low back, your hips, your knees, your feet, and you're not finding answers, the problem is most likely adhesion. It's the most common cause of chronic pain that almost no doctors or therapists are talking about that is very easily removed by an expert like myself. So feel free to, I don't have any problem with people trying chiropractic, physical therapy, acupuncture, steroids, cortisone. I don't have a problem with people trying it. I, what I want people to know is when you get more and more frustrated, when you start to lose hope, when you start to get scared, remember this word adhesion. Just remember it. And if you really want to get out of pain, then somebody like myself in New Jersey can help you. And also remember Barefoot Rehabilitation in Denville, New Jersey. My friend, it was, it's always a pleasure to see you. Um, you always bring good karma and good vibes into, you, into my world, your world, other people's world. And, uh, and it's just a pleasure to, uh, to reconnect with you on the Dharmic Evolution. So I can't thank you enough for being here. 
And I just want to wish you all of God's blessing on you and your wonderful new family. I love hanging out with you, man. You're wonderful. Thank you for having me. Adhesion. The longer your pain is present, the more likely you have adhesion. Go over to barefootrehab.com. Check out Dr. Chris's amazing organization put together just for your health. Your body is everything to you. Your health, it's the world to you. So please stop by, check out all that they have to offer your new life. Singer, songwriters, authors, speakers, and thought leaders, go to the Dharmic Evolution Facebook community page. Put up your new book, your new song, your new video, your new album, your new uh, gig, whatever you have going on, or if you just want to support another artist, please do that. It's growing like wildfire over there. Also, we just refaced, revamped the entire Dharmic Evolution website. You can scroll through 224 shows, see what everybody is doing out there, what kind of music is being created in the indie world community. That's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage.